Hello, Brooklyn. Hello, Bushwick. All right, welcome to New Rockstars Live. Uh, I'm Philip Molina, and with me... Hi, I'm Eric Voss. <laughs> How does he never forget the words to that? Uh, just just before we even move on, we have a lot to cover. Uh, that was an insane episode. Uh, but first, we don't we don't normally do this, so we give a, give a shout out to the people that are here tonight with us. Give it up for yourselves. Yeah, we have a full house here at the Hotel Red Lion in Brooklyn, New York City. New York City. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, give it up uh, again specifically for the Hotel Red Line. They helped us so much tonight. Thank you so much, guys. Hotel RL. Uh, also, uh, all season long, Stardust has been helping us get uh, people's yes. reactions. And we actually have our two Stardust winners are here tonight in the audience. Give it up for them. If you guys want to uh, shyly wave your hands. Yeah, and then Nevin, where are you at? He's, he's somewhere. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> he's scheming. Oh, there he is. There Just he is. Oh. making an entrance uh, <laughs> yeah. from, from the back. Damn, he looks cool. He's so cool. Uh, cool. Uh, all right. And then also, uh, all season long, and just helping us so much with all these uh, live events, has been Himalaya Media. Yes. Uh, thank you so much to Himalaya. Everything that you guys have been following with us inside Marvel and our Avengers Endgame event and this uh, has been brought to you uh, with the help of Himalaya Media. So uh, just thanks to them very, very quickly, please. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Alright, uh, uh, I swear we're, we're about to get into so much uh, nerdy discussion. Uh, I, I believe drinks are being sent to us, though. Uh, but uh, So I'll vamp while that happens. Uh, it's just juice. It's milk of the poppy. Uh, all right. <laughs> we need it after that episode. Yeah, yeah to heal our wounds. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so you can listen to this and our discussions of every episode of the final uh, uh, season of Game of Thrones on the Westeros Weekly Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, the Himalaya app, or wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Uh, you can also leave us questions and feedback in the episode comments on the Himalaya app, and we use those throughout uh, our show to help plan what questions we go over. Uh, we will continue to do content uh, for as long as it makes sense. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's still many things for us to break down and talk about. Do we have another Game of Thrones series coming? We have a. Uh, the Watch may have ended here, but the Watchmen are coming back, folks. Yeah. We're doing the Watchmen? Ooh, can we please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. All right, so uh, this is just for, um, you know, they tell us, like, hey, you guys are a podcast now, so make sure to always keep your audio listeners in mind, and I think oh, that's yes. very important. So just for the audio listeners, can we get an all-audio review of this episode from the audience here? Uh, I don't know why we're... This is just amplification for this venue. <laughs> you're, uh, if, if you're listening over podcasts, imagine Madison Square Garden size crowd, vast <laughs> screaming. People Scream. are crowd surfing. We keep getting hit with beach balls. It's <laughs> wild here. Uh -oh. oh, there's another one. <laughs> uh, I like. It. Oh, you can bring us our drinks. That's okay. Yeah. Oh. Take off the, the safety paper. <laughs> Leave my safety paper on. <laughs> Ladies. Protect yourselves. He's all paper down there. Uh, great. All right. So Our uh, king is all paper now. Because <laughs> trees are paper. Uh, uh, oh, maybe Ooh. I can hold that in one hand. Okay, so let's, while, oh. while I vamp so I can get a drink ready. Uh, Eric. 
Yes. What was? Let's just start with what was your favorite moment of this episode? Mm. Uh, so many, so many big moments, right? Uh, the final sequence, I think, was really beautifully done. Uh, well, what, very familiar, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It, it brought back so many uh, visuals that we saw from th- throughout the series, uh, bringing full circle closure to many of the heroes, specifically ones whom have suffered the most. And whatever, um, whatever anguish you felt from the, these past two seasons of characters not getting the proper due for what their characters' journeys have been. Ghost. I feel like, yes, Ghost. <laughs> ha, ha, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, Ghost was the one word answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was, in, in that moment, I was talking to, to Nevin about this. Uh, we, I was right there. I was like, what are the chances... Like, how quickly could a CGI team get together and be like, yo, we messed up bad. Real bad. We know we had Hot Pie coming back and John pets him on the face. Could that be Ghost instead, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah. They, they diverted the crew who were fixing Sonic's teeth to, uh, <laughs> to bring Ghost back in there. They're working around the clock. Oh, but that was great. And not Thank only you. did he get a, a, an appearance, he got a good pat on the head. Because you're a good boy! A, the pat that was promised. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ghost is Azora High confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what was a badass moment? Okay, I, I, I feel like we're gonna we might talk some smack, and we definitely talked a lot of smack last week, and everybody in America did uh, about about our fallen queen. Yes, Daenerys Targaryen. But damn, did she have a badass moment with Drogon wings? Oh yeah, behind her. It's almost like I am Drogon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she looked like she was about to start flying. Well, yeah, and it's almost a nod to a theory that some people had. I mean, I thought it was a crazy theory, but actually, a lot of things came true that we thought were crazy. Uh, and we'll get to who ended up on the wooden throne later. Uh, but I uh, or the uh, iron wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so heavy. Why yeah. is it iron? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the uh, uh, man. You made me forget because I thought of a funny picture in my head. Uh, or, or maybe Daenerys becoming the yeah, dragon. Is that uh, yeah, that yeah. theory. Of, some people thought Daenerys would become a dragon uh, in the final episode, and it kind of almost seemed like a wink yes. to that, like she has fully become the dragon. Yeah, be the dragon. Is Which they say, I am, I, we are dragons, is, yes. is something that Targaryens yes. kind of believe. Yeah. Uh, that's what the Mad King believed, that he would become a dragon in his death. You know, he, he swore that to his enemies. So in a way, that is kind of even further down this path of Daenerys becoming her father's uh, monster that she had been avoiding all this time. Yeah. Now, uh, just moving on through other favorite moments of the episode, but also I kind of want to just focus here really quick on the various character epilogues that we got. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll go through a couple of them, but I'm going to start with where actually we see Jon and Ghost. Uh Back in the Night's Watch yeah. and with Tormund, and it actually, you know, some other people, uh, and ourselves included, we were talking about this. Tormund foreshadowed the whole thing, right? Yeah, back in episode You belong four. in the North. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's exactly where it made sense. You can't imagine having that, like, sweaty puppy down, down in, in no, the South or whatever. No, It's like uh, having a husky down in Southern California. It just yeah. feels wrong. Adorable. <laughs> poor, adorable, but yeah, yeah. they're panting a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it was interesting that John's uh, punishment punishment was going north. It's kind of like, uh, go to your room. You're grounded. And they don't know that you have a Game Boy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, sure, I'll go to my room. That's exactly what I want. Uh, yeah, it, it, obviously it echoes Ned Stark, the banishment that he was supposed to receive before Joffrey changed all the rules and beheaded him. And John's able to uh, fulfill his destiny as the nephew of Ned Stark. Uh, and whatever the scapegoat that Ned Stark was, John was able to actually kind of fulfill that destiny that we kind of imagined 
in our head for Ned Stark. Oh, that's not so bad. He's Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. And that's honestly where John has always been John in the show. That's, that's could, where he's most comfortable. Could you have imagined him on the Iron Throne if it you know, hadn't been melted? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it always felt wrong to imagine him in like shorts in King's Landing. Like, <laughs> or just getting fat like Robert. Yeah, real pale. Yeah. Real pale. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just never felt right. And he so clearly was saying, please don't make me do it. Please yeah. don't make me do it. Now, uh, do, did he become Lord Commander? It seemed like he was Lord Commander, but he left with the Wildlings. Like he was, th- but but the Lord Commander has taken uh, treks beyond the wall sure. too. So I yes. think it was. Here's here's my guess. Uh, the episode that we're not seeing that would air next week is John is returning the Wildlings to beyond the wall to kind of reclaim their land that was left over, potentially hard home, right? Yeah. Uh, and just see what's left there. And uh, Craster's there. It's like you weren't my boys now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they stopped taking them. These babies are I just piling up. Them. He's like a uh, Lucy with the conveyor belt. Yeah. Too many babies. He's like, like, too, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we killed a man. Arya jumped out of nowhere and stabbed him. He's like, oh, oh yeah. I got to raise sons now. <laughs> There's deleted scenes of that. Who else's uh, uh, character ended up uh, kind of interesting place? I think it's interesting if you just look around uh, the table in King's Landing of the, the rise of, of the lowest of the lows. Obviously, we have Brand the Broken, which is the meanest nickname. Uh, someone, <laughs> and bit I, of a diss. A bit of a diss. Tyrion, had, he said he'd been thinking about it for weeks. I know that he'd also been like, you know, what's a real fun name to give him? Yeah. And he keeps repeating to make sure it catches on. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a monarch, you don't get to choose your nickname. Magor the Cruel probably didn't consider himself to be cruel. Magor the, the Cruel, yeah. Sanest of the kings, the Mad King yeah. considered himself. Uh, I was mad once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, but uh, but around that table, it's all of the people who were were no one thought anything of them, right? Right. The Onion Knight. I mean, how's that guy still alive? Yeah. Right. Sir Davos, Davos is there. But Davos, the most honorable man in Westeros, yeah. probably. It uh, was it was a true like meritocracy board, especially with Brienne there. She, so no one earned her keep more than Brienne of Tarth yeah. on the show. So I love seeing her as Lord Commander or, that, uh, of the Knights or the King's really, Guard. That's yeah. really interesting to think of it as a meritocracy because I was thinking of the idea of the oligarchy that kind of uh, came up right. previously. Uh, we saw uh, Sam shut down for democracy. Yeah, uh, how 2019 <laughs> of him. Uh, yeah. Slippery slope that will be. Let's yeah. give dogs a vote. Yeah. Hey, I'd be happy if Ghost had a vote. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Uh, but just going going uh, uh, around that table still, Braun. Yeah. Right. Uh, how do we feel about Braun getting to rise so freaking high? Hey, hey, he he, he still has that uh that crossbow. If he didn't get made what master of coin, that's not a fun gig. I, I kind of want to see a spinoff with Braun trying to settle and balance the finances and budget. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know math? Has has that ever been established? No, I I don't think so. Oh, I mean, knows how much a whore costs, yeah. probably. Oh God, that word never feels okay to say. No, it's okay. Cost. I love that shot of the camera just pulling away as they're bickering like the Monty Python. Just, yeah, or it almost felt like they were about to eat, start eating shawarma, didn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, it felt like it. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just the end of Seinfeld or something right there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big time. Serenity thing. now. Uh, cool. Um, so yeah, so it's just an amazing journey of these different characters. Um, I think real quick, somebody uh, sent a message already asking us, "What did we see, Robin Aaron?" Yes, yeah, sweet Robin was there. He voted aye. Yeah, right. he he was the one who laughed at the idea of democracy. Yeah, so right. sure. That was but. a hell of a glow up that guy got. Yeah. yeah. Was, what was that? Puberty. Yeah. Oh damn! Puberty hit the Robin hard. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I know what he sings now. Yeah, uh, uh, low. Um, no, that that's uh, oh man, and the Edmer Tully shut down. Maybe maybe the best uh, uh, badass handsome moment of the episode. Just sit down, Uncle. Oh, yeah. and that awkward thing where his scabbard hits the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, you're nothing. Excuse okay, me. I'm yeah. talking to a pole. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, so uh, here's something that's nice and poetic. Uh, Davos is in charge of the ships. Yes, master right. of ships. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then he's using. He also gets called out. Uh, what are you, master of grammar too? Remember Stannis? Stannis and was, Shireen. Was very him particular. How to read. Yes. Oh, Shireen. Yeah. Poor, pour one out <laughs> into a furnace. Uh, okay. Oh no, not okay. Never okay. Yikes. Too soon. How many? Three um, seasons is still too soon. How many just burned in King's Landing last week? They didn't have names. <laughs> yeah, only named characters we can be. Sad didn't about. it feel like the little girl with the horse toy was kind of a Shireen figure? Because didn't like Shireen have toys? They had a couple. They had a, they had one earlier yeah. uh, in in uh, uh, yeah in the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, there yeah. was kind of a, a Shireen right, there. Yeah, yeah. I like it when when I have a brain fart and people can just shout out from the audience. You know what's a really interesting moment? <laughs> Sometimes we have collective brain farts. So, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, you cool. cannot crowdsource <laughs> these episodes. Yeah. Uh, and then also, obviously, uh, Maester, Grand Maester Sam. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that was another nod to a theory. Right. The, he mentioned Archmaester Ebros, which... Uh, what the... F- that was the guy in season seven. So what? Who's that character actor? Uh, what? Yeah. We got a fist pumper in the back for yeah yeah. yeah. Who's a slughorn uh, from the Harry Potter? That guy is amazing. He played Archmaester Ebros, and he had that uh, book that he was writing about the history of the Seven Boo. Kingdoms. And he had some dumb name, and then uh, Sam's like, maybe a title more poetic. And we're all like, we know where this is going. Hopefully they don't do it. Until Sam looked at the camera and said, "What are we in? Some kind of a song of ice and fire." Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it because they'd be like, could you imagine if Sam this whole time is like writing a book about everybody? Yeah. Like, a slam book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, you're going in the book. <laughs> uh, I get why they didn't have him do it, but it was he, he just looked like George R. R. Martin. It was yeah. just perfect. Yeah. Oh, George R. R. Martin is, yeah, Sam. He wrote himself into the story. All right. Uh, uh, all right. So let's let's just, uh, those are kind of some, some random highlights that are, are jumping out to us. Uh, but let's just talk about, like, I, we're going to get to the season, and we're going to get to the series. But right here, let's just talk about this episode. 80 minutes long. Uh, freaking dramatic midpoint. Yeah. Craziest midpoint. I, I, did you see that coming? Um, I, I did see. Um, who, who saw that coming? No. That a lot of hands went up. How many of you saw Not the that leaks? Many. Mm, you I oh, said, how many, how many saw the leaks? Apparently, there were some leaks out there, as there always Man, are. Man, we try so hard. Try so hard. It's those, really hard. Yeah. People tweet them at us. We, we don't want to know. Uh, we'd yeah. rather, like, guess and be right and wrong sometimes. The uh, I did see that coming just because Daenerys was made to be such a villainous character in episode A week five. ago, but not this time. Didn't she seem very not mad? Ooh, I don't know. She seemed kind of crazy not okay. mad. Okay, no, 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 no. She seemed, she seemed like a ruler who was trying to justify a, ro- a war. Uh-huh. But, I mean, if that's our bar now for mad, then we got a lot of problems with a lot of presidents we've had, too. Uh, you know, like, I won't argue with you there. So, uh, I, But my point is more in that moment in the throne room with Jon Snow, you can see humanity pouring through right. there. I saw desperation. I saw unhinged. You know, it was almost kind of like, uh, it felt almost like Emperor Palpatine a little bit like, uh, join me, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'll join you. And blood! 
<laughs> you know? It, it, uh, yeah, and it, there were some, like, authoritarian um, dictators. Oh, absolutely, like, the, yeah. the, the way the Unsullied were lined up in that slow march with the dragon wings emerging from behind her, the visuals painted her to be very villainous, almost in a Maleficent kind of way. Uh, and so, yeah, the the look in her eye, the way Amelia Clark played it was brilliantly because it seemed grounded, justified, like we kind of saw it from her eyes and I think any great villain, they need to see themselves as a rational one. So I think that's a credit to Amelia Clark's portrayal of that moment, but I think if we can all step back from this being like no, I, I don't want to see Westeros under her rule right now. This seems like yeah, a dark place. I, I, I think that's a reason that you know, uh, I mean realistically we both know it's way too expensive to go do last minute reshoots of, of any sort or anything. Uh, it's too expensive for us to, to get this show shot properly. Uh, <laughs> One take. So, One yeah, take. <laughs> so that's all we got. Uh, so they, I don't think they really adjusted anything, but I do feel like that was the purpose of Tyrion explaining to John and the audience. He was like, "All right, she burned the the slave masters, right? She burned the, the all the calls. Like they were trying to remind us this person has been uh, on a spiral." Right. He even did the math for us. He said, "Add up all the people who Tywin killed, which were a lot. Add up all the people who Cersei killed, which were a lot, and they wouldn't even reach." half of who Daenerys killed, which is 100% true. Uh, King's Landing is supposed to have a million people there, and by the end of episode 5, it looks like there are no survivors. There are a few unlucky survivors, as we saw at the beginning like of this episode. Wandering. Yeah, it yeah, actually wandering. reminded me of, uh, we've seen uh, White Walkers wander that yeah. way, kind of just blindly. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah, it was so sad and tragic to see. So, yeah, I think... I don't know. I don't think that any of this was reshot. I think it was the writers kind of understanding that people would have this kind of outrage after episode five and they needed to do some preemptive damage control by reminding us of what that meant to see Daenerys torch a city that way. So uh, let's go ahead and now talk about kind of the episode as what was, man, the hardest thing that this episode had to fulfill. Uh, the end of this, this show. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, they, give it, they gave it 80 minutes. Do you think they pulled it off? Did they stick the landing? I mean, it's going to take us time to process what all this means. I'll say the way we watch this right now with all of you guys, I felt that they did stick the landing. Enough for me during my first watch of it. My opinions will probably change over time and rewatching. You're very fickle. Uh, yes. <laughs> I change on a dime. <laughs> Just tell me how I should feel. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at me, uh, at your boss. Uh, how should I feel? What? Put the words in my mouth. Puppet me. The, um, what I think it did really well was satisfy the victories of the Starks that we've been dying to see throughout this series. This was the Starks were at the center of this show, at least the way the HBO series depicted it. The Starks are supposed to be the heroes of the show, and they've been destroyed, decimated. We, I'm going to stop using the word decimated because apparently that only means 10%. I'm, I'm moving on from the word decimated. We're destroyed, almost eradicated root and stem. Uh, but one last wolf was left alive, in Arya's words, and they are now the victors of the show. So if you look at it in the grand total of things, and if you also look at it in terms of Tyrion's words to Bran in, in episode four, or five or six of the first season, uh, I've always had a soft spot for cripples, bastards, and broken things. And that was such an important theme to George R. R. Martin. Uh, it was one of the lines that st stood out the most to me when I was reading the books and when I watched the show. So I feel like whatever opinions you have about our king being a tree now, uh, the fact that he was able to come full circle from the character who was broken by Push Out of the Tower, the closing shot of the first episode, to now rising to the ascendancy of monarchy and ruling over the six kingdoms of Westeros. I, I got some good feelings of a, a full circle enclosure there. Yeah, I'd say uh, so many characters on the show, if you look at them, they, they all seem to be following the trajectory of King Arthur. 
right? This this idea that you know, and and oftentimes the the significant sword imagery, right? Only this person can wield it, kind of thing. And then uh, just you know, with the help of a wizard or an old man in a tree or something, <laughs> you one day can be king sure, too. Yeah. Uh, which is trying to kind of say, you know, anyone can can rise to the top, and it's probably best when it is someone who's who's not familiar with power. Yeah, and someone who's not interested in power. Like this idea, like the best king is someone who doesn't want it, and that was Varys's argument with John is he didn't want the king role but unfortunately due to his actions he couldn't take it and it wouldn't have been a good fit for him as you said so it was good that he ended up back north so who's the next in line who least wants power Bran Stark so I mean in the feelings of like moment to moment it, I understand how it can feel odd in that moment that Bran gets selected but if you look at it from the big picture and and D&D are notoriously plotters. They always think about what the end result's going to be, and they work their way back from that, for better or worse. Uh, but I think as time goes on, Bran is going to seem like the best, most logical, most thematic choice. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. I think, though, uh, we, we might as well go ahead and start transitioning to talking about the season. Uh, who, who has, like, complicated uh, feelings about this season? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say that's a, that's about half of the, of the hands went up of the ten thousand people that are here uh, for for our podcast listeners. Now some are holding their hands up to catch that beach ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, oh no! Oh, she was crushed. Yeah. All right, uh, but uh, I think that that's a little bit of kind of what you're touching on, and I think you know you're you're being very kind to to only kind of briefly say like you know for better or worse. I, I can say, I, I feel very confident in the way I feel about these things. So I can say, I very much enjoyed this episode, and it was designed for me to enjoy this episode as it was designed for everyone who is a fan of Game of Thrones to be like, you know what? A lot of this shit worked out in the way that I kind of wanted it to. Man, they even got the puppy pet. You know, like they got like, yeah. they got so many things in there that I, I really feel like it's indicative of the good and the bad of this being a TV show. It has to abide by certain, I don't want to say rules, but, but we all know that when we complain about Hollywood films getting predictable, I don't want to say that, I, I mean, I, I was thrown by moments in, the, in this episode, but that's, that's the difference between having thousands of pages to very subtly build up to certain things. And then I think that throughout this season, this is just my opinion as I tr- transition to, to season stuff, uh, they, you know, we all know they ran out of books, and so they kind of had to you know, take it on their own. And I think we all noticed that there were some changes a couple seasons ago even where the vibe of the show changed just a little bit and we still loved it because we were committed. We wanted to know who would f- get on the Iron Throne that's gone now. Uh, we all, we all were, were definitely there for it. And in some ways we fell in love with the characters in this way that you fall in love with TV characters. Like you like characters on New Girl or something, right? Where you're like, man, these characters are so funny. Tyrion's cracking me up. Braun was really funny for a while there. Uh, Jamie Lannister. That's because they all, it felt to me, were shifting to more TV characters. A little less characters that are based on books. Characters whose dialogue has been scripted over years and years and years, right? And now suddenly they all sound a little more like sitcom characters. So when those characters we love and are and have become a little bit more the cast of friends to us suddenly have to start murdering yeah. committing genocide literally right uh, uh going back to their incestuous relationship you know like they start making these choices that don't feel uh i don't know if they don't feel earned or they don't feel right it's because to me in my opinion that shift where we had to go into tv character mode for a little bit but then right here at the end we had to switch back because we knew George had told them, here's roughly how it ends. We had to switch back to book characters 
they'll have to make very shocking choices that, you know, it's like as if, like, Ross and Rachel were brother and sister and, like, you know, uh, <laughs> murdered everyone else in, in the coffee shop downstairs or yeah. something. Like, it'd be like, what? Or Ross <laughs> and Monica killing Gunther. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Head uh, on a pike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, w- it would be very shocking for us. And yet, so that's kind of the downside is that it felt a little rushed in that way. But I'll say the upside of that is, you know, TV shows are real good about making us feel good at the end, and books sometimes aren't. You're right. When you're reading a book, it's a lot easier to judge the character's stupidity, right? Like, any, even I remember reading the Harry Potter books and being like, why is Harry being so moody in Order of the Phoenix right now? When you're watching a character's reaction, especially the way the actors bring life to the characters, you feel that empathy for them, and you start to see them all as heroic. And it, you see in other shows like Sopranos or Breaking Bad, the writers on that show really had to go to great lengths to turn you against the protagonists of that show. In season five of The Sopranos, they make Tony Soprano do some despicable things to where he's no longer this, like, mafioso Homer Simpson and really just, like, a, a piece of crap. Uh, and Walter White does increasingly despicable things. Uh, some people still rooted for him in the end, and he did get that a victory moment, but he doesn't win in the end of the series. He, and I, I, t- to give credit to people who feel a little alienated from the tonal shift on the show, it's... I get it, you know. Um, the Game of Thrones that we fell in love with was one that was orchestrated by George R. R. Martin that was kind of going moment to moment with characters' organic growth uh, so that when bad things happen to characters or characters do bad things, you can see how it was justified linearly to past decisions. Cause that's you how could literally hear their thoughts yeah. where, the, where the thoughts were justified. Right, you, right, yeah, so you're reading their mind, and it's justified in the end. Unfortunately, we'll see how George R. R. Martin ends the series. Will it be as climactic? Because he doesn't always think about the end result and his books are far from perfect and there are a lot of wandering plot lines but that's kind of fun because you're exploring the world no judgment against it but when you're doing a tv show people expect more finality and more climax so i i I sympathize with the writers but we recently did a video about this i think if we knew that daenerys is going to be a tragic hero uh, earlier on, as the writers must have, they could have reordered some things in order to make that more satisfying to the audience so that it made sense when we see her go crazy. Maybe she gets the throne a bit earlier and then decides to punish all of her victims with Chikaris. I think at that point, we would have it would have made more sense to see her punished that way, and then we kind of see that she is a villain, and we don't react <laughs> with this kind of whiplash. <laughs> like, wait, she's a villain? Just last episode, she seemed like she was a hero. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, uh, the time jump is kind of telling, right? Where it's kind of like, uh-oh, we needed more episodes. Yeah. You know, where they're like, this is where we needed to get to. Ah, oh, dang. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, that said, I still know, like, cue a couple of comments that are going to show up. That's like, listen to these two do backflips fl- back trying to uh, find ways to defend yeah. the episode. Stop trying to thin garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shut up. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, this show's dang good. Yeah. Uh, and Nothing it, like it before on television. Yeah. I mean, scale. this was the most cinematic show of all time yes so i don't care if i defend it i'm very happy with this show i'm very proud of what they've and i'm very grateful that we got to experience it yeah um so speaking of yeah yeah give it up for game of thrones yeah yeah uh uh you're also great at weddings uh when people uh like finish and then i'll start the applause yeah father of the bride is like hope they make it uh you're you're not so good yeah not so good at funerals to do that uh yeah. No, 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 no. It's lowering in the grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> woo! Uh, so, uh, uh, talking about this series as a whole, as we're, as we're kind of transitioning here, uh, what, what, what do you think this whole thing was about? What did we just all spend, what, eight years on more? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Ooh, I, it might be too soon to answer that question. Uh, it's going to take us all some time, I think, to process it. Uh, gut, uh, knee-jerk reaction to this, the fact that Bran becomes the winner of the throne, the throne that no longer exists, we should acknowledge that the throne was destroyed, the wheel was broken, and it's replaced with a system of government that seems more balanced. This whole idea of rulers will no longer be sons and daughters of previous rulers. They're going to be selected by an oligarchy, but a step toward democracy. Yeah, baby steps, baby steps, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that I think the thematic thing they want us to take away is that uh, this whole idea of dynasty uh, and your your kid gets to be the next ruler is a very dangerous thing, and the people who are most deserving of power are the ones who want it the least, and ones who are trees. <laughs> Man, you just go and just like. Making Brian look stupid, like as if it's not the best choice that Brian. Oh, no, he's gave. very smart. Yeah, he's uh, he's li- he's like literally a book, right? Yes. Can we make this book king? It's as interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, actually, no, that sounds like I'm hating on. But actually, I have a whole theory about the president of the United States should ha- involve an IQ test. So whatever. Uh, uh, no disagreement for me. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So. Uh, uh, yeah, but in, in the, this idea, at least what we can get into is, is themes, if not if not what it you know is literally about. Uh, obviously, the importance of family, represented by the Stark family, and you, we even saw it previously where Theon Greyjoy essentially gets turned into a Stark, right? Uh, uh, there's significance there. What do, you, what do you see there? I see it as a cautionary tale against violence begets violence, which is a classic Greek theme. And the only way that you can stop that chain of events of violence begetting violence is to replace it with someone who completely abhors violence. I think Bran might be the only candidate on that panel who has never killed anyone before. I guess Sansa hasn't really killed anyone. I mean, Sansa sentenced people to death. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then she, like, she snapped that one dude's neck and she yeah. went, this is for everyone. Right, right. The dog got the kill, yeah, but she, yeah, yeah, not who yeah. controls yeah. the leash. Uh, yeah. So I think as, as much as we love to see characters kill characters on Game of Thrones, it has to end at some point with peace. And I think Bran is the only one who can really guarantee peace. Everyone else has an axe to grind. Uh, and I got it. I, I'm sorry. I, I should interrupt you. Uh, uh, cute comments. Why doesn't he let Eric talk? Uh, so I, I feel like uh, I got to disagree partially. I don't think this is a, ta- uh, a tale begging for peace. I don't think that we end in a situation where the North is not part of the kingdom, right? I feel like, if anything, that feels tense, right? It feels like, you know, when mm-hmm. Bran passes and somebody else takes over, is the North still going to be uh, as peaceful with a non-brother king? I also think that, you know, the idea of violence on the show, uh, I think, y- here's where, where I do agree with you, I think needless violence is absolutely punished on this show. But I think that there is something to be said, when I was saying this idea of family, Right, it's the the uh, lone wolf dies and the pack survives. Right, I feel like it's about who you you tie your 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 uh, wagon to or whatever. Where it's like we have to find some allegiances and some partners in this world because no matter what, the wars never end. Right, it's it's always an ongoing thing. But you you well, and and somebody in the back is shouting out that they feel like it's headed towards civil war, uh, which I which I totally could see. I don't think it's realistic to to, to imagine a world without. War, but I, I mean a world uh, where there's a Game of Thrones where each of you is individually trying to take the throne. Yeah, I, I don't think know. that's what, what it's kind of against. I think the game is over, and that's we got to look back I, at I don't, history. I don't imagine that like, part. There, 
were only seven kingdoms when dragons came to Westeros and Aegon the Conqueror forced Torrin Stark to bend the knee. The North was always an independent kingdom and Bran, by allowing Sansa to become Queen of the North, restores history back to where it belonged. Sure. That's my hot take, baby. So we're getting back to where the world should be. Like, yes, there were wars on the continent of Westeros before Aegon the Conqueror got there, but they were existential wars. There were wars between the First Men and the Andals and the Children of the Forest. But those are stories of the past. The Game of Thrones didn't begin. The Iron Throne was not forged until dragons and Aegon the Conqueror got there. And I think that shot of Drogon flying off with the last dragon queen was meant to say this game as we knew it is done. Uh, I think HBO would then be like, damn, what do we do with our other shows? Because they got, <laughs> they got in a the lot more coming. Yeah, they got one prequel, and then we'll see what they do with yeah. the other two. Uh, uh, realistically, I think we're, we're, we're uh, well, we can agree on more. this. Oh, thank you so much. Man, you haven't even started more the other wine. one. Yeah. No, you, he's got to finish here. you got to finish the other one while I talk. i got to write a break tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think what we can agree on here is that, uh, you know, I, I think that, that peace for as long as it can last is always the goal, right? I just think it's unrealistic. Uh, we got sequels coming, right? We got, yeah. uh, but also we live in a world where that's unrealistic. That's too. right. Human happens. nature is prone to violence. I'll, I'll give you that. How many people are going to be, uh, you know, a, a human tree figure uh, <laughs> that can see all of the past? He's going to name his next successor to be some sapling. That sapling that we saw in the final Groot. shot in the north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dancing to it. Uh, <laughs> I am Hodor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. Let's talk about uh, this is more fun. Uh, yeah, instead of instead of uh, talking about geopolitical issues, uh, which we'll get back to, nerds. Uh, uh, how about we talk about some theories? Mm. I feel like we saw some theories potentially pay off. Uh, can I get an Azora high? High, high. Azora high, high. Uh, did we see Azora high confirmed, Jon Snow? What do you guys think? Okay. One thing we we have we have to acknowledge Sansa is Azor High. She she kill a lover. Sweet Robin. <laughs> <laughs> sweet the, sweet Robin. Uh, the theory, the legend of, of Azor High, has always been interpretive and poetic and metaphorical. And what did we see in that moment where John killed Daenerys? He Something. stabbed her. He stabbed his lover. His lover. A Nissanissa figure, right, right in the heart. And while that dagger that he stabbed her with did not become a flaming sword lightbringer, we did see swords catch on fire and go ablaze and melt with the Iron Throne, yes? And darkness was vanquished in that moment. It wasn't the, uh, the others or the White Walkers or the Night King, but it was in some ways an even worse darkness. A darkness born from humans. A darkness that can't be destroyed by Arya just doing a ninja jump. Yeah. But, <laughs> Uh, don't you talk bad about that it's, jump. I, That's look, a bad jump. I get it. She dropped I, it. I'm reaching. I'm she reaching. It. If you saw it, was also in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I don't know if you saw <laughs> that. Hey, go watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire no. Hunter just no. for that one reason. <laughs> Not watching that. Arya's in that movie. She does the same move. Too many good uh, things to watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, uh, but, I mean, there's still an argument to be made for Arya, right? A lot of people think, well, yeah. Arya actually did what was destined, which was end the long night yeah. by killing the Night King. Also, uh, people have been tweeting this at us. Go back and rewatch that episode, uh, this past episode. There's a moment where she's passing by a blood streak that very much does seem like a red comet or huh. like a, a red star right over over her head. I, I don't know. I, feel I like do a lot of reaching. That's that's a reach beyond my grasp. Well, you're not, you're, you didn't even look at the picture that I'm talking about. <laughs> I, uh, I can see it. I, I have a brand-like photographic memory of all the episodes. 
But it's all naughty photos. Yes. Uh, all right, you can picture everyone. No, uh, but yeah, Arya is certainly, in terms of the champion of the Lord of Light, there's so much Lord of Light uh, imagery in that Battle of Winterfell episode that we, we've talked about. I think what's different is she just doesn't have the other qualifications. She wasn't born of the line of uh, Aerys and Briella. She was not uh, born underneath uh, a literal bleeding star, but I understand there was no, like, sm- uh, salt and smoke um, imagery their way there there was with Daenerys or I don't know if there was any salt and smoke with John but I'm sure yeah I mean it. my vote is for John John being Azor Ahai but like it does seem like one. the show tried to uh, spread some stuff all of, around the Stark family right yeah I mean we all thought that would mean that John has to end up on the Iron Throne and obviously right. that didn't I'm happen. curious to see what George R. R. Martin does because those theories have always been more of his thing rather than the show the show hasn't really gotten more into it but I'm looking forward to Winds of Winter and Dreams of, Dream of Spring and hopefully he'll go more into the theory hopefully they'll go more into the origin of the White Walkers because that's something that Unfortunately, we didn't really get on the show. Maybe we'll get in the prequel series, but there's a lot more like theory mythology that are in the books, not so much in the show. Here's another theory. Uh, so, what do we think about the Valonqar theory? Do we think that Cersei died at the hands of her little brother, or in the arms of a golden hand? Certainly in the brother, arms. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, Valon Valonqar Valonqar. I've heard it a bunch of ways. Heard it several ways. This is all. These are all made up words. Yes. All words Wait, are made up. All words, all are, words made are made up. up. There it is. All words are made up. That uh, philosophy was not mentioned on the show. A lot of people bring that up, but it was only by Maggie the Frog in the books. The Woodwitch did not bring up that part of the prophecy in the show. So I completely uh, give the show the uh, green card or the, the white card to not whatever the card, the, whatever color card Red is. Card. Uh, yeah, free pass to not address that. However, uh, the way the, the physical uh, pose they were in. You could make an argument that she did die at the hands. She might have survived if uh, Jamie didn't take her through that route under the dungeon. Maybe she could have gone out another way. There's no way. Maybe apparently there's a little spot big enough for an imp. Yeah. Uh, Did any of us think with that uh, streak of light? Oh, maybe there was a little hole big enough for them to crawl out. We're okay. They come out with a baby. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 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 Eric, remind us uh, uh, the. The shots that we saw from Daenerys' vision in the House of the Undying. Did that pay oh, off? Oh, shot for shot. Uh, maybe not. I'm, I'm hyperbolizing. But many parallel shots. Yeah. From the moment she walks in, the way the wall was crumbled, the, the throne was still... Like, in her dream in the House of the Undying, it was eerie how the throne was still intact, but the rest of the Red Keep edifice was in ruins. Snow coming down. Like, it was weird. The previous episode, it didn't seem like winter had reached King's Landing, but in the past 24 hours, suddenly we're in a blizzard. That seems, like, weirdly... Uh, prophetic or destined, the fact that she would come back to this moment, and then they have that close-up of her hand touching the armrest. And in her dream, she didn't get there. She she pulled her hand back, turned outward, and suddenly she's north of the wall, and she's with Drogo and Rego. Uh, but in this moment, she touches it. So she's able to kind of complete her vision of what she wants. But the way that that vision foretold a false victory for her, that she wasn't truly going to get what she wanted, that she would be queen of the ashes, queen of ruins, uh, was foretold and fulfilled in that moment. Yeah, I think that had she analyzed her own vision correctly, she would realize I die in that moment. Because she would see I'm there and then suddenly I'm back with my old lover and my my son that never made it. Right? Yeah. She like immediately yeah. she, she ends up there. Uh, poor girl, man. Yeah. Uh, at least but now we have a throne room that's open to the elements and we yeah. got a tree king. <laughs> they got a skylight. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Got- uh, uh, Fresh air and sunlight. You know, and some people were, were uh, somebody uh, here at the bar pointed out to me, they, they were just reminding me that, you know, a lot of people believe this idea that Drogo, re- or Drogo is represented in Drogon. 
and it's almost like he did carry her, you know, on, in his claw, but like on, on his wings, mm. off to where they were. Uh, you know, I think that that kind of is kind of a beautiful idea that she kind of went to go be back. The honestly, it felt like the only time she was ever happy. Maybe right, yeah. Um, so, uh, what do we think that? It, why was Jon Snow brought back? What do we think? Was it this why was he moment? resurrected? <laughs> Not a Jon Snow fan. <laughs> right there. I wish he never came back. No. Um, an argument could completely be made that this was all according to the Lord of Light's plan, and Jon needed to be brought back. If we consider him an Azora Hyen figure, a Hyen to vanquish the darkness that Daenerys brought on the show, Jon needs to be brought back for that. I haven't had time to go back and retroactively put in place why uh, this would all need to be there. Uh, but I think, at least from the showrunner's perspective, John still had a role to play in this story. So it'll be interesting to see if George R. R. Martin brings it back. I assume he will. Maybe not. I mean, because uh, Dance of Dragons ended right, with as him. As far as we know, he could. Dying. He doesn't yeah. need to bring him back. And yeah. his throat was cut in A Dance of Dragons. I, I can't remember if the show, like, when Yeah, but in the books, getting throat. your throat cut doesn't mean you stay dead. Right, with Catelyn oh. Stark. Well, yes, but she was dead. She was a zombie. She wasn't, she wasn't Catelyn Stark anymore. She was Lady Stoneheart. So maybe George R. R. Martin has something in mind there. But, yeah, I mean, I, the bigger question is, will George change what his vision was for his books based off of what the show has done? I well, hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's the idea, right? Do, they, uh, do we think the books will turn out differently? Is this the end of the books, too? I think so. I think that's this is the end. Maybe it's a different route getting there. Different route getting there. They think we'll, we'll get to the same end. Uh, who thinks that George is crowdsourcing his ending? And he, he's on Twitter tonight, like, okay, all right. All right. I'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to shift gears for a second, uh, and I want to take a second to shout out uh, a few very specific audience members. Uh, these are people who sent us questions all season long, uh, and we uh, got, because of Stardust being amazing, we got the ability to reward them by flying them out here to New York, all the way from, uh, was it Alaska? I don't know. I'm making that Seattle? up. Seattle? Uh, Seattle. The same. Yeah. And Alaska. Great, great. Everyone's from Alaska in my head. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nashville, Alaska. Uh, Nashville. Uh, so we're, uh, we always take uh, some audience questions, uh, yeah. but we're going to go ahead and invite you up. Uh, give it up for uh, Carly Ann. Yeah. <laughs> Carly Ann from Seattle, brought to us by Stardust. Thank you so much, Stardust. Uh, go ahead and give us your video question. Okay. You can play it right well, in the camera if you want. I'm right here on Stardust. Uh, no, hi, guys. Um, so I'm wondering, I think and this is probably a big question, where is Arya going? She's going west of Westeros. Is that a new series? What could we find there? It's past the edge of the map. Love to hear what your guys are thinking because I want to know where Arya is going. That's the next show I'm watching. All right, give, give it up for Great question. And love the costume. A very, uh, yes, yeah. Cersei Lannister inspired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, what do you think? All right, yes, I, a wonderful question, and I, I love the mystery and the promise that it opens up. Uh, west of Westeros is completely off the map, completely unknown. What is this? Oh, These are your two drinks that are not even touched. <laughs> I keep talking so much. So um, I like to think that there's maybe some... Oh, yeah. I got you, buddy. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Always got my back. Uh, we compared her to one of Aegon Targaryen's sisters, yes? Like, uh, yes. Uh, Ray, uh, who am I Rayla? thinking? Rayla? Rayla, right? Really and sure. she was the one who conquered Dorne and established Dorne. 
Uh, and she was like an explorer, and she was a dragon rider in her own right. It was kind of this warrior queen. Uh, and I'd like to see Arya kind of follow in that trajectory and fill in new, new parts of the map. We don't know what kind of globe we're working with here in Westeros. So yeah, like she better hope it's not actually flat. Right. <laughs> I like the idea that things are expanding in all different corners of the globe, right? John is going north. Uh, um, uh, Grey Worm is going south to the Isle of North. Watch out for those butterflies, by the way. They're supposed to be poisonous yes, to the Isle yeah. of North. Uh, uh, Rogan and Daenerys' corpse are going east somewhere, and some have wondered, are they going to the mm. old we'll touch on that in Valyria? A yeah, uh, but they are going east, and then uh, Arya is going west. Things are expanding beyond the continent of Westeros, which is no longer a focus of concern. It's what's next and what is beyond the edge of that map. Uh, so with Arya, I, I like to think there's another continent over there. Maybe she'll just go all the way around and then she'll be back in the Shadowlands that are east. Uh, she'll find, as we did when we explored west, oh, it all connects. This is actually round. It you is You mean when we round. moved to California? <laughs> yeah. Right, we, when you we and moved I moved to California, Angeles, we found Florida. The it's earth so is round. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of parallels, obviously, with the, the world of Westeros and Earth. And, I mean, honestly, she's set up to potentially encounter a bunch of natives and then give them malaria. You know, like, like I, think, I think that's where we're headed. Oh, cry me a trail Malaria, too. that was great. Oh, so what our audience gave with the best pun of was the Was that night. Nevin? Oh, uh, yeah, that was Nevin. That was Nevin. We'll How about Nevin? Second. You come over here and join yeah, us. Nevin, get up here. Nevin, Nevin. was our other Stardust uh, contributor. Uh, he happens to be our other Stardust winner, but if you have the best pun of the night, you also get to join us on stage. Yeah. Uh, well uh, he said malaria. Uh, <laughs> Nevin, uh, uh, thank you so much for all your great questions. You set me up for that. That was that was. When you dunked it, dude. I, d I did dunk it. I did. I, d I dunk. I do that. So my question is: Is Bran the biggest evil mastermind of them all? <laughs> yes. Because he literally warged himself into the Iron Throne. He had Willis hold the door. And oh, he yeah. killed everybody. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. He, yeah. I mean, I'd love to have him just sit down and tell me exactly what his plan was. Because that guy planned it all. Like, what did he say? Why do you think I came so far south? He knew what he was going for. Why do you for. think I'm here? Why do you think I'm here? Uh, because what, what you, you're... I think that he had a plan the entire time. I mean, he got pushed out of the window. And from then, the old... Three-Eyed Raven is Bran in the future. Ooh, you're still going with that one. And then the past Bran is the Night King, and it's all boom, 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 boom oh, in wow. place for him to be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. Six Kingdoms. Six Kingdoms. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get my job now. <laughs> yeah. Finally, you can rest. <laughs> and it's turning to dust. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not done yet. It's just darkness. Yeah, uh, you can keep the dust, lower yeah. half dust. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's a, that's a great question, right? Is Bran the little finger of the whole thing? Was this a vengeance tale? Uh, I don't think. I think we're giving him too much credit in terms of his ambition. I don't think Bran was ever ambitious. I think he was saying destiny's fulfilled in this moment. He may have seen the vision of this future, and he's just putting himself in position to fulfill that destiny, but I don't think he's in control of that destiny. We're not in control of our own lives. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but when you, when you think about it, you know, for a moment, you're kind of like, Bran is a sassy little bitch, when he's just like, why do you think I came all this way? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Give me that me. crown. <laughs> yeah, bend the knee, bend, bend the, the knee. Bend, bend, bend. I can't help but bend the knee, so y'all gotta <laughs> bend the knee. 
Yeah. I'm sitting. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you think about it, and you're like, this guy was dragged on a door, I think, like across Westeros. Like, yeah. he did come an insanely long way. Yes. He went beyond the wall. Cold Hands or others helped him. You know, he comes yeah. all the way back. Further north than, I think, most characters yeah. other than the Night King. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that he didn't tell anyone that that's how it would end, too. He was kind right. of just like, apparently he's like, yeah, I'm going down there to be king. But he was like, I probably shouldn't say that. It doesn't go well for yeah. people that say that. Yeah, maybe by telling them that, they would circumvent it. Uh, so he maybe could have given one of these, you know, the Doctor Strange one <laughs> yeah, finger yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just trust me on this. To a Stark? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, uh, those are great questions. Thank you so much to our Stardust winners. Thank you. All right, so uh, now uh, I want to look forward because uh, a lot of us are in this room tonight are kind of in a situation where it's like, where do we go now? <laughs> and uh, what do we do with our Sundays? Uh, not church. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, so, what was that? Nope. She is queen. Sansa is, is, is queen. Is Sansa queen? Yeah. Sansa, no, I, I, it's worth a, it's worth acknowledging before we move on. Actually, uh, I love that. I love that Sansa was queen of the North. Yes. Yeah, like like let's give it up for Sansa. Yeah. Talk about characters that take a turn, right? Yeah, the North has always been her main focus. We saw her go family to family to try to rebuild the North into one coalition. That's that's always been her main focus, and. Honestly, uh, an independent north is better than being ruler of six west, uh, six kingdoms of Westeros if you're Sansa, because then you don't have to worry about split loyalty. If she was on the Iron Throne or in Bran's position by the end, then you're constantly worried, well, is she really just going to give more tax breaks to the north? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more fitting. Imagine, like, uh, we're in New York right now, but, like, people in Texas are talking about secession all the time. Imagine if you're, like, a Texan and you get to be king of your own state of Texas. Or if you're, like, in uh, Scotland and you're trying to secede from the UK, you get to avoid all that Brexit nonsense and just live in your own oil-rich country and be king of it. So I think that's a better reward for Sansa and a more fitting uh, reward for her. Yeah, it's appropriate. Uh, so uh, just real quick, I, uh, I'm just taking a look at some messages that we're getting uh, on Twitter already. Uh, cool. Oh, ooh. Yeah, Don't yeah, repeat yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, this is great. This is just someone. I love it when people do our job for us. Uh, someone pointing out to us that the, the first shot of the show uh, is actually matched in the last shot of the show. Yes. I, 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 I saw that, too. <laughs> I know. We, I, I'm letting them have it. We both saw I, that. I, yeah. I think a lot of us saw uh, it. Did you guys see that we're standing on the side there? We're, like, writing. The, you, uh, you can see us writing the breakdown over there. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, uh, we think there's a future for the children of the forest, and actually I'll still use that to segue to where I was going to anyway, uh, because where we're going forward is maybe backward, right? Let's talk about the prequel for a second. Yes. What do we, what do we think is going to happen there? Are we excited? We're in, I'm very excited. We're in production right now, uh, and... You it, guys are? Yes, we are in production. <laughs> I've said too much. That's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just threw a smoke bomb. You forgot to go away. Look, as we know, these properties belong to us. <laughs> we are in production. Yeah. Um, it, this is the prequel series that's set thousands of years in the past. George R. R. Martin thinks it should be titled The Long Night, but they aren't going to title it that. Naomi Watts is going to be in it. Uh, they're, they're shooting episodes as we speak right now. No, I, but it could happen as soon as a year from now. Like, if they're shooting the pilot right now, it doesn't take... I mean, if, assuming the budget is what it is, they aren't going to be spending years and years on this season. Uh, so we could be seeing new Game of Thrones content within a year, and I'm very excited... Uh, doubt it. 
<laughs> you think so? They freaking take two years to make one season. Well, the final season. God, six yeah. episodes, not even ten episodes. Yeah, with $20 million budgets. It's just George R. R. Martin started them on a delay timeline. Uh, I think HBO needs it to come out in the next yeah. year. <laughs> fingers crossed about Watchmen, but yeah, we'll Yeah, see. well, fingers crossed. I, I, they have how, many, how many HBO subscriptions ended tonight as well? <laughs> yeah. Not mine. Uh, Barry, Chernobyl. Ooh, I love so much of what they do. Yeah, Watchmen's uh, say, Shouting out Chernobyl, Chernobyl was so good is a very weird thing to say. <laughs> Chernobyl! Yeah. Best thing ever happened! Chernobyl uh, Near nuclear global disaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, great show, watch it. The, um, yeah, so I think the lore of the Game of Thrones, they have, George R. R. Martin has created such a rich universe. Uh, they could go to any point in Westeros history and I'll watch that show, whether it's the... the usurping of the throne by Robert uh, and showing the past historical events like the tourney of Hall, the burning of Summerhall, uh, what really was the, the romance between Lyanna and uh, Rhaegar Well, we're talking about going way before that. Right, right, right. I'm yeah. just saying there's there's lot, anything in the past I'm, I'm super excited to see. And there's lots of mysteries, like the, the Doom of Valyria. We don't know what happened there. The Faceless Men were <laughs> uh, rumored to be involved with it. Right, uh, the Doom of Valyria, a lot of people just assume is a, uh, a volcanic eruption. Right. Uh, that Meteor, wiped maybe. out. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people don't realize. Also, the Targaryen house wasn't necessarily that the badass house. At no, the they time. were the survivors. And of it. they weren't the only ones with dragons either. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people. So, uh, so seeing the Doom of Valyria done, especially if it was somehow manipulated, is, is right. a very interesting idea. It's kind of closer to that time, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm super excited. Here's one thing they did real sneaky. If you guys are like, man, what was the Night King all about, though? Right. Like, why did he do his thing? I think that they're going to show this out in the prequels. I think that's. I hope they do. I think they kind of purposely were like, you know what? It's gonna. It's not going to be awesome to to not reveal this to Game of Thrones. But let's go ahead and give us a little bit more in the prequels. Yeah, for the show, I think they established that season six episode in order to set up uh, the way he could be killed and the fact that he was a uh, part of this old um, northern magic. Um, so the way Arya killed him was with the. Uh, Valyrian steel dagger, which they said had a dragon bone hilt and might have had some jewel encrusted dragon glass. So maybe it's coming full circle with this destruction was in his origin. Uh, but I want to know what that spiral symbol means. I want to know. I, I got to know what the spiral symbol means. <laughs> Tell me what the spiral symbol You called it a, an octopus when it gets angry. I, yeah, a, a really upset octopus. And he goes, ah! It's a fight move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm super excited. Are you guys going to stick with Game of Thrones? All right, you guys are loyal, unlike most characters on this show. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, guys, you guys have been amazing. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Give yourselves a round of applause. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the Hotel Red Lion again for hosting Hotel us. Hotel Red Lion. Such wonderful Himalaya hosts. Media for helping Himalaya. us put this together. Thank you so much. Himalaya. Stardust for bringing our, our uh, special guests out here, too, uh, with their badass puns and their great costumes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that that whole look is a costume that he was wearing. That's not a real beard. Yeah. Uh, I try, dude. I can't get there. That's legit. It's commitment. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you have any uh, last words about this series of Game of Thrones? Uh, what a pleasure it's been. Like, uh, it's so rare to find a show that hits us on so many layers from the production value to the thematic backstory to the mythology to the music uh, to just the... 
the deeper themes of it, um, it's never been more fun to break apart a TV series and what it could really mean and why it's important to us. So uh, thank you to uh, HBO and, and George R. R. Martin and the showrunners even for giving us this world and giving us an opportunity to like dig into it and sound smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, smart. And uh, for me, I think that, you know, one of the reasons why I keep pushing uh, and you keep rejecting and we'll see who wins on the actual writing of the breakdown uh, on this, uh, what the theme of Game of Thrones was. But one of the reasons I keep pushing family is just kind of like all the characters that, that at the end are, are uh, come together are the ones that win, kind of, right? Anyone who went off on their own way, tried to manipulate the game, tried to win it by themselves, those characters never won, right? And I think that's so awesome that we're in a room right now filled with people who love Game of Thrones and, you know, maybe enjoy new rock stars, hopefully. Uh, 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 thank you, guys. Uh, where it's like, this is what this show is. It's just like, we, we all survived the Game of Thrones. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, uh, so thank you so much to HBO. Thank you to D&D. This is the best show that, that we've had, and we've so lucky to, to enjoy it this time. Uh, I know a lot of people who, who didn't get to see the end, and I think that they would have really enjoyed it. Um, so uh, let's just give it up to HBO and to Game of Thrones, everybody. Yes. Thank you. Gave us an opportunity for all of us to come together yeah. and for anyone listening or watching to join us as well. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening or watching, you can meet us at the bar. Uh, and if you're here, feel free to leave a comment uh, <laughs> uh, in our hotel rooms. Uh, that's weird. All right. <laughs> uh, Eric's hotel room. He's, uh, he's fine. He hasn't had a drink. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, I've had clearly had too many drinks, so you can follow me at FEMO on Twitter, at Philip Molina on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at E.A. Voss. Uh, we love you guys so much. Uh, give it up for yourselves and give it up for Game of Thrones. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night.